Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Michael Hartley of Hamilton Vascular Center. Hamilton Vascular Center has two locations, one in the Medical Arts Building on Burleson Road in Dalton and another inside Hamilton Physician Group Murray Campus on G.I. Maddox Parkway in Chasworth. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Hartley. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Dr. Hartley is a board-certified vascular surgeon. Dr. Hartley, how long have you been with Hamilton? As of this fall, it will be 10 years. 10 years? It is very hard to believe. What? It's been 10 years. What about that? Now, we're sitting across a desk from one another, and I'm looking at you, and it's like looking in a mirror. I, I like that haircut you've got. We have to do with what we're given. <laughs> That's we, right. We both are completely bald, and there's nothing a, wrong with that. It's a sign of virility, I'm told. Well, that's good. That's real good. Absolutely. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going along with I it. I don't that's either, good. but it's the it's the line I like to use. <laughs> well, good. Well, it looks good on you. Hey, let me ask you, why did you choose to become a vascular surgeon? Well, interestingly, as, as, as the education process of becoming a physician and becoming a surgeon in particular progresses, after medical school, you're in a residency. And in residency, you're exposed to a lot of different things, particularly in general surgery. Uh, one of the first things I was introduced to is a, is a brand new physician, what we call an intern um, in my training program in Greenville, South Carolina, was vascular surgery. Um, vascular is a fairly complex uh, subspecialty of surgery. It deals with patients that tend to be a bit sicker. And as an intern, it was one of the very first specialties that I said, there's absolutely no way I will spend the rest of my mm. life being a vascular surgeon. Look at you. Um, and as as my training progressed and, and you get into more of the specifics, more of the details, it suits me. Um, vascular surgery, for one, is... Um, a little technical um you, you the the there's you have to the surgical aspect of vascular is technical and you have to be a little more detail oriented which suits my personality um you also get to play with toys in vascular surgery that you don't get to play with in other specialties for example we do a lot of we do a fair amount of open surgery using scalpels and actually opening the skin to do things but we also do a lot of things that are catheter based wire based a lot of people are are probably familiar with the idea of coronary stenting, stents in the hearts for people in right, the heart for people right. have heart I've attacks. Got a, I've got a stent in my heart. Okay. But we do a lot of that same thing in blood vessels other than the heart. And in fact, that's what we specialize in. We specialize in blood vessels that are not on the heart and are outside the outside the brain, outside the skull. Um, so we can we can use stents, we can use balloons, we can use what we like to kind of uh, colloquially call roto-rooters to open blood vessels up, whether it be in the legs or the arms or the neck or, or different parts of the body to uh, to do things, so we get to we, we get to see the open surgical part, but we also get the new technology and new stents and and uh, and, and do a lot of very minimally invasive things that, that have profound impacts on patients. So that part of it also uh, was very interesting. But truthfully, a, a large part of what interested me is that in in surgery, there are a lot of surgical subspecialties where you have a defined problem. You come to the surgeon, the surgeon fixes that problem, and you may never see that surgeon again after 
two or three follow-up visits. Right. Uh, having a, a problem with your gallbladder is a good example. Having an appendectomy is a good a, a good example. You get appendicitis, you come in, you have your appendix taken out, and 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 once you have healed and, and and been cleared from the surgeon, you may never have another reason to see that surgeon. Where vascular surgery is, it's almost a primary care surgical specialty. Uh, because of the nature of vascular disease, we never really cure it. Um, it's always there in the background somewhere, and we're managing it in various different uh, scenarios. So we're the primary care surgeons. We see, I see patients uh, for years and years and years, uh, and so you develop rapport with those patients. And, you know, they, you know a lot of patients kind of become like family. And it's, I'm sure. And it's, it's a neat it's unique to vascular surgery, and, and, and it's a lot of fun. Well, now, you will see a lot of patients, I would imagine, that they won't even need surgery. You Absolutely. can help them in other ways, even though you're a surgeon. Absolutely. In fact, the vast majority of my patients, we, we manage medically for their conditions, be it narrowing in the arteries to the neck is a common example, uh, aneurysms that occur, in, in my world, most commonly in the abdomen, what we call abdominal aortic aneurysms, people that have peripheral arterial disease, which is narrowing in the blood vessels that go to the legs most commonly. Uh, a lot of those can, things can be treated medically, and, and the vast majority of our patients uh, actually are treated without surgery. Now, what made you decide, looking way back, when you were in, maybe in high school, did, is your family a family of physicians, or is this something that maybe they were surprised you wanted to go into this field? We are not. Uh, my mother was a school teacher. My father was in, in the mining industry down in central Georgia. Um, so he got to dig and play in dirt all day, every day. Right. And uh, it was. And you became a surgeon. And I became a surgeon. I bounced around as to what I thought I might want to do for a living. I have an interest in woodworking, so I, in carpentry. So orthopedics kind of fell into that as right. well. Because I can I like, see that. Yes. I like to joke that as a vascular surgeon, I'm the plumber of the surgical world. <laughs> okay. And I, I kind of make fun of the orthopedic surgeons sometimes, who are all great guys, but we like to say that they're kind of the carpenters of the medical world. And, and they really are to some degree. I was thinking about what you were saying before, uh, how that you get to work on different, different areas of the body. You know, if you're, if you're a, a doctor that just does knees or just does, that's all you see all day. Mm -hmm. All day long, you just see that one thing. You get, would get very good at it. Absolutely. But you just see that one thing. Absolutely. And, and there's certainly, you know, there's certainly people in the vascular world that have their subspecialties as well. And, and that's great that they do. Um, and I send, you know, there's some complex patients that we get to share with, with providers like that. But I love the fact that I get to, to see people and kind of do a little bit of everything. I think it's great. I think it's great. What a, what a great what a great job. What a great life to be able to do that every day and help people. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about different vascular diseases. So don't go away. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% .9 of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Health Care System. Health for life. Be a hero. Stop a stroke. 
If you think someone you're with is having a stroke, ask him to smile. Does his face droop? Have him raise both arms. Does one arm drift down? Can he repeat a simple phrase without slurring? If you see even one of these symptoms, call 911 right away. Because when it's a stroke, every second counts. Hamilton Medical Center has a nationally ranked, highly trained rapid stroke team ready to care for you. Hamilton Medical Center, health for life. Welcome back to Health for Life. We're talking with Dr. Michael Hartley. A couple of things I was wanting to ask you about. What exactly is arterial disease? Arterial disease is refers to a broad spectrum of different problems um, that affect the blood vessels that take the blood away from the heart. So in general, the you have two sets of blood vessel systems within the body. You have the arteries that take the blood away from the heart to the to the different organs, to the legs, to the to the hands and feet, to the brain, etc. And then you have the veins that bring that used blood back to the heart so that it can be recycled through the lungs, reoxygenated, uh, and, and those types of things. So peripheral arterial or arterial disease, also known as peripheral arterial disease, affects the arteries that, that take the blood away from the heart. And there are a number of different types of diseases. Peripheral arterial disease uh, is probably the most common one that we see, and that is narrowings that affect the blood vessels to the legs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also deal with uh, blood vessel disease that, that can affect the blood vessels to the brain, the carotid arteries, with, with narrowings in the carotid arteries. But we also see it in, it can really affect any blood, any any artery in the body. It can affect the abdominal aorta, which we see from time to time. It can affect the blood vessels that go to the intestines uh, and affect the blood supply to the intestines, to the kidneys, uh, to really any organ in the body. Well, now, how is it different from other vascular diseases? It is most commonly caused by smoking. Um, Diabetes is another big risk factor. Of course, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, other things that can affect it. Other diseases, other disease processes can affect the the veins in the body. That's another common problem that people have with chronic venous insufficiency that can lead to varicose veins and can lead to chronic leg swelling and chronic leg fatigue. As far as the arteries go, there are are a few other types of, of arterial diseases that don't necessarily lead to hardening the arteries, for example, um, that can be irritation of the arteries or inflammation of the arteries from some autoimmune disorders where the body is almost attacking itself in some degree uh, or from some unusual anatomic changes uh, or anatomic variations, I should say, where the body didn't develop exactly where the, the textbook says it should have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and you can wind up with narrowings in arteries, uh, that type of thing, from different muscles or different ligaments or things that sort of impinge on the blood vessel and cause narrowings that aren't related to smoking, that aren't related to diabetes. They're related to anatomic differences. Now, uh, hereditary, is this a lot hereditary? Most arterial disease is not hereditary. Again, most of what we see day in and day out is, is primarily related to smoking and diabetes. The things that can be that you can be born with uh, uh, aren't exactly hereditary necessarily, meaning that uh, frequently you don't see things that are are passed from mothers and fathers to sons and daughters, although there are a few. And uh, aortic aneurysmal disease is is one that we see from time to time that is hereditary and can be passed. Right. Uh, but there are plenty of diseases that you can be born with that is sort of a luck of the draw almost, that you just happen to be born with, with a certain difference that that causes that causes problems but those are very very uncommon disorders i got you i understand there are other issues what other issues do you treat at hamilton vascular center so of course we treat peripheral arterial disease again like i mentioned that's 
probably the bread and butter of what we treat. Uh, we treat aortic aneurysmal disease. Uh, we treat aneurysms in other parts of the body. Again, parts of the body that are not inside the brain, uh, which neurosurgeons deal with those brain aneurysms right. or, or on the heart. Heart, you know, Cardiovascular surgeons deal with the heart aneurysms. But you can develop aneurysms in, in while it's most common in the abdominal aorta, you can develop them in the blood vessels in the legs. You can develop them in the blood vessels in, in the chest. You can blood, develop them in blood vessels to the kidney arteries and the arteries that go to the intestines, for example. So we treat all aspects of, you know, of, of, of aneurysmal disease. One of the things that we also do that people don't really that necessarily associate with vascular surgeons in the, in the general public is we do a lot of work with patients that have kidney problems. Uh, and, you know, I jokingly mentioned before that I'm sort of the plumber of the medical world. Right. Well, when you, have, when you have kidney failure that leads to the need to be on hemodialysis, we don't manage that dialysis process. The, the, the kidney doctors do that. But we do the surgical set up so that you can be placed on hemodialysis. Uh, so we, we deal with a lot of patients and create uh, AV fistulas and AV grafts and put catheters in and things like that so that patients, when they develop renal failure, can then progress to, to go on the kidney dialysis machine. Um, and we manage those patients long-term as well. Uh, for the rest of their lives sometimes. For the sometimes. rest of their life, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we've learned a lot about arterial disease, uh, but some people are more at risk for it than other people. That is absolutely correct. And again, the biggest risk factor for arterial disease by far is tobacco abuse. Um, smoking is the biggest risk factor. Um, with, uh, with the newer technologies, we do see some arterial disease related to vaping as well. Um, vaping? Vaping, absolutely. It is that new? And you still have found issues with that? Absolutely, we have. Um, there are. It's a, an, an admittedly a small subset of, of people uh, that wind up with this problem, likely because it is so new. But it's the nicotine in the tobacco products that includes the nicotine in the vaping products um, that is detrimental to the blood vessels. So we see a significant amount of disease related to the nicotine, um, and and we are starting to see some disease in patients that simply have a history of vaping with nicotine products. Wow, what about that? Is that like a building of plaque? It is. It is. It's a building of, of it's fatty deposits and plaque that, uh, that, that, that just get worse and worse over time. And one of the challenges that we see is we see patients that, that will use tobacco products for, you know, maybe 5, 10, 20 years in, in, in their younger lives, um, and I'll meet them 20 or 30 years after they've quit smoking in, in this situation. Right. Um, and, and they will first present with their arterial disease 20 or 30 years after they quit smoking. So it's, it's a progressive disease. It's something that damages the lining of the blood vessels while you're doing it, and you'll spend the rest of your life potentially dealing with the consequences of, of using those products. Oh, my goodness. So once, once you've started smoking, even if you quit smoking, that that it's, does not help this, it's, although it's it does possible. help lung uh, cancers and things like that. But it doesn't necessarily help. It it, it 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 does help. It certainly helps. Um, it is the unusual patient that that develops arterial disease or symptoms of their arterial disease that that late in life after right. they've quit smoking. Okay. But we can't predict who it is who it's going to affect. Um, so while most of our patients are current or recent smokers, we see the occasional patient that, that, like I say, quit smoking 20 or 30 years ago. And without fail, they all say, man, I wish I'd have known this and quit smoking. Or uh, actually, most people say, man, I wish I'd have never picked those cigarettes up. What about age? Over 50 years old? Over, over 60 years old? Our most common patients are are 
over probably over 50. Um, we, we see a lot of smokers in the 50 and 60 year old uh, range. It's uncommon, but we uh, I have operated on patients with significant arterial disease as young as the late 20s. Uh, the, well, how did they t- have time to get it? You know, there's different philosophies as far as why they are affected so profoundly by their nicotine use. Some people sort of relate it as almost an allergy to the nicotine. Their body has, we call it precocious atherosclerosis, meaning that it happens very early on. And it, is, and it tends to be very aggressive. And those patients, quite frankly, tend to fare very poorly long term. I'm sorry to hear that. What about uh, what about overweight, maybe lack of, uh, of no activity? That plays more of a role into the overweight with di- the, the risk factors for diabetes. Okay. Um, you know, if, I if, if, if for, you know, diabetes plays a role in, in peripheral arterial disease. It affects people a little bit differently than the smoking does. It affects different locations uh, in the blood vessels than, than, than smoking does. Obviously, we, we all advocate for a healthy lifestyle, which it's easier said than done sometimes. High blood pressure, high cholesterol does put you at risk, but it pales in comparison to, to smoking in particular and diabetes. Tobacco a, use. To, to a second. Absolutely. And diabetes, yeah. I'm Absolutely. Sure. We'll be back. We've got more to talk about. I'm glad you're with us. You're on Health for Life. Don't go away. When a loved one is recovering at home from an injury, surgery, or illness, or needs assistance with disease management at home, Hamilton Home Health is here to help. Hamilton has provided compassionate, expert medical care in Northwest Georgia for over 30 years. Our nurses, social workers, and physical, occupational, and speech therapists work together to provide excellent medical care in the comfort of your home. Hamilton Home Health, 706-226-2848. At Hamilton Hospice, we don't just care for the patient, we provide compassionate support for the entire family. Early intervention can significantly impact a patient's comfort and quality of life and allow family members to focus on embracing special moments with their loved one. Hamilton Hospice has provided compassionate expert care to North Georgia for over 30 years. Call 706-278-2848 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash hospice to learn more. Right care, right time, right at home. Hamilton Physician Group now offers telehealth appointments through your mobile phone, tablet, or computer. Connect with your healthcare provider in the comfort of your own home. Call any Hamilton Physician Group office or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash telehealth to schedule your appointment. Most health insurance plans are accepted and self-pay options are available. Hamilton Physician Group, we're here for you. I've got some questions about carotid artery disease that I know a lot of our listeners uh, have too. Just tell us more about what is carotid artery disease. So carotid artery disease is simply narrowing in the two of the main blood vessels that go to the brain. Um, From an anatomic standpoint, you have four primary blood vessels that deliver blood flow to the brain. You have the carotid arteries in the front, and you have the vertebral arteries that kind of go up the back of the neck and and supply the blood to the back of the brain. The carotid arteries, because of their location and because of their shape, are the arteries that are more likely to develop narrowing in them. Now, what are they shaped like? We call it a bulb. Um, If if you think most blood vessels, when they divide into, if if one blood vessel divides into two blood vessels, Mm It looks kind of like a Y. Gotcha. It simply divides into two blood vessels. Where in the carotid artery, there's this bulbous structure right before the, the artery divides into those two 
into the other two arteries. In the case of the carotid arteries, the what we call the common carotid artery divides into the internal carotid artery that goes to the brain and the external carotid artery that supplies blood flow to the scalp and the face and, 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 and musculature like that. And there's a bulbous structure that's called the carotid bulb. That is an area of normally turbulent blood flow. It's not uncommon for blood flow. Blood likes to flow in a straight line. Um, but there are little, you know, if you can think of a stream, you think of these little eddy currents that you see on the on the surface of the stream. It's not uncommon for the carotid bulb to have similar types of what we call turbulent blood flow. And because of that, because of that turbulent blood flow, that is an area of the body that you are more prone to develop disease in. High blood pressure, smoking, diabetes, all of the same things that, that are risk factors for, are, for blood vessel disease all over the body also puts you at risk for developing narrowing the carotid arteries. However, carotid artery disease is one place in the body that we see patients develop narrowings when they don't have a history of significant smoking, don't have a history of diabetes. Now, certainly not nearly as common as, as people that, that, that have those risk factors, but the, the overall shape of that blood vessel puts you a little bit more risk for developing narrowing in that area. And the narrowing is the plaque is the you're plaque, talking Is about. the plaque that builds up. And we worry about that because if the blood vessel gets narrowed enough, it can potentially increase your risk for having a stroke. Because of the lack of blood to the brain. or but Possibly because of lack of the blood flow to the brain or piece of, of that plaque can break off. Absolutely. And, 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 and plug arteries in, inside the brain. Gotcha. Or you can develop little clumps of platelets that are caused because of that plaque, where it's not the actual plaque itself breaking off, but the platelets, because the plaque is there, the platelets kind of stick together and clump together, and, and those can go downstream and cause problems. That's one of the reasons that you, you, you hear people say, if you're worried about having a stroke, take an aspirin, you know, chew up an aspirin, because it might be platelet aggregates, and the aspirin will actually help break those those clumps of platelets back up and reestablish blood flow to the brain. I'm taking a drug called Relenta, mm -hmm. and they told me that it would cause my blood to be a little bit oily. Maybe does that make sense? It is. So Relenta is an anti. It's an antiplatelet medicine. Aspirin what? technically is, is that an like anti an anticoagulator. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Um, and the Relenta keeps these platelets from sticking together. Aspirin does as well, but Berlenta does it much better than well, aspirin Well, I take does. both. I have to take right. a baby aspirin and, right. and the Berlenta. So dual antiplatelet therapy is not uncommon, in, not uncommon in patients that have heart disease, the patients that have carotid disease, and patients that have arterial disease in general. When we talk about treatment for this, we do mention those two drugs, but what other treatment is available? So the, the, the primary treatments depend on what your symptoms are. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the vast majority of patients with carotid disease are asymptomatic, uh, meaning no symptoms whatsoever. And that's one of the things that makes carotid artery disease a little bit difficult is because it's silent in most cases. So lots of people walking around have may have carotid artery disease and simply don't know it. But for those people that know we have carotid disease, antiplatelet therapy, and for, for a lot of people, that simply means a baby aspirin a day if, if the doctor recommends it and they're, and they're good candidates for it. Um, and again, the vast majority of the patients that I see with carotid artery disease are managed simply medically with control of blood pressure, control of their diabetes, stop smoking if possible, and in medicines like aspirin or Belenta or Plavix or some or, or Effian or some of the other ones that work in that, uh, that antiplatelet effects. Uh, but if it's severe enough or if you're having symptoms associated that can be attributed to the carotid artery disease, then sometimes we will go in and perform surgery to sort of clean that artery out. Mm, I understand. Um, 
some patients are better candidates for carotid stenting, and then we can do that as well and go in through the blood vessel in the groin. There are a number of ways to put the stent in, but commonly go in through a blood vessel in the groin or blood vessel in the neck and, and, and go in and put a stent in to open that blood vessel completely back up. I got you. Uh, if someone thinks they may have this or they want to check for that, is that as simple as an ultrasound? Absolutely. It's as simple as an ultrasound, um, it, which can be ordered by you know anyone's primary care physician as a screening study. So, a 15 or 20 minute test that, that that gives the answers of whether you have a carotid disease or not. Fantastic. We'll be back in a few minutes. We're talking vascular disease. You're on Health for Life. Don't go away. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Join us on a journey to better health, health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Healthcare System, health for life. Do you snore? Are you always tired? You could be suffering from obstructive sleep apnea. Hamilton Regional Sleep Center provides real solutions for sleep apnea, insomnia, narcolepsy, and restless leg syndrome. Overnight sleep testing is conducted by highly trained technologists in a warm and friendly environment. Call Hamilton Regional Sleep Center, 706-278-4757. That's 706-278-4757. Right care. Right time, right at home. Hamilton Physician Group now offers telehealth appointments through your mobile phone, tablet, or computer. Connect with your healthcare provider in the comfort of your own home. Call any Hamilton Physician Group office or visit hamiltonhealth.com telehealth to schedule your appointment. Most health insurance plans are accepted and self-pay options are available. Hamilton Physician Group, we're here for you. You're on Health for Life. I'm glad you're with us. So heart attacks and strokes can be caused by blood clots? Absolutely. Um, more the, the, the hardening of the arteries, the narrowing of the arteries, the atherosclerotic disease that occurs in the blood vessels, that occurs in the heart, that occurs uh, in, in the arteries of the neck and the brain in this circumstance um, are the primary reasons that people have heart attacks and strokes. So that can be from blood clots uh, associated with that and with those narrowings um, that, that lead to the heart attacks, that lead to the strokes. Um, we're fortunate and blessed here in Dalton and at Hamilton Medical Center to be a certified primary stroke center. We're also... Wow, that and, is and fascinating. And, and that's by the American Stroke Association. We're also certified by the American Heart Association for our work with, with patients with acute heart attacks. The, the hospital and the, and the providers and everyone associated with Hamilton Medical Center, from the from the techs to the nurses to the to the ER doctors to the specialists like myself and the heart doctors, really everyone in the institution has really 
gone through and jumped through a lot of hoops and 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 put a lot of time and effort and blood, sweat, and tears to making sure that we have the the latest and the greatest uh, equipment and technology and uh, treatment alternatives uh, to to treat strokes and heart attacks. That is that is wonderful, great news. I'm so glad you were our, our guest today. What if someone who is listening? Uh, thinks that they may have one of these issues that you described today, what do you think they should do? My recommendation is always to touch base with your primary care provider. The, your, the primary care provider is the captain of the ship from the, from the medical standpoint of the patients. However, if they're patients that don't have a primary care provider, uh, you know, you can contact us at Hamilton Vascular Center at any point. We have an in-house vascular lab where we can do all those tests frequently, sort of same-day situations. You can come in for, for an evaluation appointment. We can get everything everything scheduled and, and answer your question before you walk back out the door. Well, there's so many questions and you guys have so many answers. And one of the things that we just need to emphasize is that tobacco use and how bad that is. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a devastating addiction. It yeah. very much is. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show today, Dr. Hartley. Bobby, thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here. For more information or an appointment at Hamilton Vascular Center in Dalton, call 706-259-3336. That's 706-259-3336. For an appointment at their Chatsworth office, 706-686-8090. 706-686-8090. You can also visit hamiltonhealth.com slash vascular to learn more. Did you know that colon cancer claims over 50,000 lives each year? The good news is that colonoscopies save lives. Convenient appointments are available at Hamilton Medical Center's new Bandy Endoscopy Center, located at the corner of Broadrick and Memorial Drives. Hamilton follows CDC guidelines and screens for COVID-19 symptoms at the door. If you are age 50 or older or have a family history of colon cancer, ask your primary care provider to schedule your colonoscopy. Please don't delay important medical screenings. Your health won't wait. When a loved one is recovering at home from an injury, surgery, or illness, or needs assistance with disease management at home, Hamilton Home Health is here to help. Hamilton has provided compassionate, expert medical care in Northwest Georgia for over 30 years. Our nurses, social workers, and physical, occupational, and speech therapists work together to provide excellent medical care in the comfort of your home. Hamilton Home Health, 706-226-2848. Right care, right time, right at home. Hamilton Physician Group now offers telehealth appointments through your mobile phone, tablet, or computer. Connect with your healthcare provider in the comfort of your own home. Call any Hamilton Physician Group office or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash telehealth to schedule your appointment. Most health insurance plans are accepted and self-pay options are available. Hamilton Physician Group, we're here for you. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System.